This is a great chapter of the Bible, uh, so if you could have it open with you, and I've called it, um, You Must Be Born Again. Um, interesting, I was thinking uh, this week, if Jesus was on earth now, like, well, if he lived in Cardiff now, would you want him preaching at Park End uh, Church? Yeah, all right, yeah, but would you? Um, would we? Would churches want him? Because um, he, he can... He can be a bit awkward, Jesus, and um, he angered quite a lot of people. He has awkward conversations. There's a difference between the Jesus that speaks to Nicodemus and sometimes the Jesus that you see on the postcards or the posters or in the children's uh, sort of art or Bibles. Um, some things he says are tough. So I do wonder, would he want to bother with us? I hope he would. No, he, uh, let's hope he would. But would we want him here? Uh, not too many people were his fans when he was dying on the cross. Most people wanted him dead. Uh, so I, it is worth asking, would we want the Jesus of the Bible preaching in Park End? Uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he, only meant, he doesn't mention hell by name. All the hell stuff in the New Testament comes from Jesus. And I've really been reflecting on that this week. He's like a spicy meatball curry Jesus. It's difficult to handle him sometimes. And in this one, he's even tough in one-on-one -on -one conversation sometimes. Um, he has a chat with Nicodemus. And um, he basically wades in on this issue. Here's a question for you then. This is probably in Jesus' mind when he meets Nicodemus. What's mankind's biggest need? What's our biggest need? Now, you might think, well, we need to vote Labour. Um, we need to be educated. need to excel at sports. I need to be handsome. I need to be healthy. But what's our biggest need? What's Jesus' view of that? Well, um, I don't know if you know this, but in your Bibles, these chapters, which can be quite helpful sometimes, they only arrived in the English Bibles in the 14th century. So John wouldn't have chapters. And it's a bad chapter division here because, listen to the end of chapter 2. But Jesus would not entrust himself to people for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man because he knew what is in a man. He knows what's in us. And then chapter 3 starts and there's a new man on the scene. So John's like, all right, he knows what's going on inside people. He knows what people really need. And then along comes this story of Nicodemus, who is the man that's going to show us all what we really need. And he doesn't mention Remain or Brexit, and he doesn't mention Vote Labour, and he doesn't mention Education. So there's a new chap. Did you catch his name? Nicodemus. Thank you, Sue. Uh, one of you got it. And then Nicodemus, he would have been quite a bigwig in church circles. He was what we would call a theologian uh, in verse 10. You are Israel's teacher, he says. So he's a, a Pharisee. He's in church. He's one of those boys. And he quite likes Jesus. He gives him a nod in verse 2. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs that you do. So he's a churchgoer. He's probably got some sort of faith in something, and he's relatively impressed with Jesus. 
And you know those conversations we have at the door and what people do and we shake hands. We're like, yeah, yeah, nice weather. And no, oh, you have lunch. And Lewis Hamilton qualified fifth. Is he going to win today? And all that stuff. Jesus doesn't do that, which is why I'd wonder would we have him preach him in the PCW. Because what he does when Jesus... I think Nicodemus is buttering him up a bit. He's like, oh, those miracles you do, top stuff. Amazing, brilliant. You must be something special. Jesus goes, oh, yeah, what's the weather? Hang on, did uh, Tottenham win last night? No, he goes, I tell you the truth. (laughs) No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And Nicodemus is like, oh, that's gone a bit south to where I thought this was going to go in our chat. That's quite direct. And then just to hit it home again, in verse 7, he does the same thing. Nicodemus, you shouldn't be surprised at me saying, you must be born again. And that's awkward. So would we want Jesus at like our lunchtime um, dinner conversations or at the barbecues we have? Mr. Respectful Churchgoer goes up to Jesus and gets put in his place rather abruptly and rather quickly. And Nicodemus would have seen the water into wine that we did. And then he would have seen Jesus clear out the temple because they were gambling and using it for the wrong reasons and things like that. And he's quite impressed with Jesus. But bang! Jesus cuts to the chase. And welcome to Park End Church this morning. Let's just cut to the chase. You must be born again. And so must I. And so must everybody listening. It's nice weather and... You know, Tottenham did all right against Liverpool, but you must be born again. And he's taking this little window with Nicodemus as if his life depends on it to say, you must be born again. And I don't care if it gets awkward between us, Nicky. You must be born again. You've seen my miracles. You've given me a nod. Great. I need a bit more than that. You must be born again. Uh, We're not messing about. Nicodemus in this conversation. Now, lots of us have seen miracles of Jesus. So the big question this morning is, are we giving him a nod? All right, mate, I'll hang out with you at night time when no one's looking. Or are we born again? I made a list of some miracles. We've read about the water and wine, one that Nicodemus would have seen. We've seen a few. I've been studying amazing facts this week. Um, Did you know that you can't tickle yourself successfully? Did you know that? Have you tried it? Go on, try it. It'd be funny for me to watch. You can't do it because there's a miracle in your brain um, given by the Lord. You have a built-in defense mechanism and your your body toughens up if it knows danger's coming. So you're like this. And that's why you can't tickle yourself because your brain knows you're going to do it because you're yourself. You can't trick it. So you, you can't tickle yourself. Well, that's a miracle, I think. Did you know when it gets cold, um, your body sends extra blood to warm up your nose so the air that you breathe in gets warmed a bit before it arrives in your lungs? That's a nice one, isn't it? Very thoughtful of the Lord God to do that for us when it gets cold. It also sends blood to the mucus part of your nose and that works double time. That's why you get a runny nose as well because it's all kicking off in your nose when it gets cold. Here's another one. I mean, that's a miracle, and thank the Lord for that. Let's give him a nod. That's interesting, but he wants a bit more than a nod for that. Uh, The Lord enjoys keeping astrologers on the edge of their seats, I've noticed. In 1989, 
Um, Harvard astrologers discovered a wall of galaxies stretching 500 million light years long, 200 million light years wide, and 15 million light years thick. Do you know what they call that wall? The Great Wall. And then, here's the interesting bit. Well, that's interesting, but here's another bit. Three months later, they discovered a dozen more. So they didn't call that one the Great Wall anymore. And I think, therefore, it's a serious understatement to say, as, pressing, as impressive as that is, being it's come from the Lord, that's quite an understatement of His power and glory. Even that is an understatement of the miraculous power of the Lord our God. Amazing! That's our water into wine stuff that we see every day when we get runny noses and it goes cold. But... Are we only impressed? That's the worry that Jesus has got this morning. So it behoves me to challenge us as well. Are we giving him just an, a wink? Or are we just coming at night? That's a little bit of a nod. Or are we born again? Really in it with our hearts. Um, I've been struck this week. This block since World War II until now is probably up there with the most affluent and peaceful times in world history for the West, where we live. And um, that deserves more than a nod. That deserves utter thankfulness. And I think it's a shame that the thank, the thank you parts of our prayers quickly fizzle out. I think the Lord's worried about that with Nicodemus. You've seen my stuff. You were aware I do good things for people. Are you thankful? I made a list of things that we should be rattling off every day of more than just a nod that the Lord deserves from us, but genuine, heartfelt love and adoration, such as food, friendships, NHS, churches and elders that try to serve us, doctors, choices of cereal, more than just porridge. Pets. Freedom to work at this job or not. The cross. Forgiveness. <clears throat> Electric blankets. Toilet paper. Police. I can't read my writing for that one, but there's a lot more. Uh, and it deserves more than a nod, and that's the worry with Nicodemus. Comes to him at night. Hey, you're impressive. Thanks, mate. Jesus says, you must be born again. You can't just keep me at a distance here. And Nicodemus is really shocked. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. I've been to church. And it's, what are you saying? It's not enough. What's all this born again stuff and then Jesus in verse 13 helps him out with that one here we go no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who's come from heaven the son of man you must be more than just interested you need to be part of my travels I've come out I've done things for sinners and I've gone back and I'm going to reign as the, the Lord of all you need to be part of my travels Nicodemus and we're sort of getting in the right direction now of what it is to be born again and you have to be personally Jesus-centered. His coming and His going is more than a nod. It actually has to change us. I've come and I'm going back and that should matter. 
And then here's one for the Old Testament fans in the room, uh, which I am one. He cannot, Jesus cannot believe that there would be a teacher of the Old Testament who doesn't know who Jesus is and that he has to be born again of the Holy Spirit. Here's verse 7. Uh, as we're gearing up to Leviticus in the house groups. Uh, that was a joke. They won't let me. You should not be surprised at me saying you must be born again. You're an Old Testament Bible teacher. And here's verse 10. You are a teacher in Israel and you don't understand these things and who I am? What's all that about? Nicodemus. Let me spell it out for you. The Gospel has always been this. I can capture your heart. Don't just give me a nod. That's not good. It's always been the message. You need to be in it from the inside. Otherwise, it's a bit like this. I cooked for some church people yesterday, the house group leaders, to say thank you. And it would be the spiritual equivalent, I guess, what Nicodemus is doing, to those people yesterday coming to the drive and stopping and not coming in to eat. I've invited you all the way in. And Alwyn sort of shuffles up halfway up the drive and says, I'll stay here. That, that wouldn't be... Well, Jesus is saying that's not what should be happening here. And so the human condition, Jesus weighs in on it. There's two options, really. He cuts right in. The heart is either born again, like new birth, new vision, new joy and love or not and he says in verse 5 here he spells it out i tell you no one can enter the kingdom of god unless he is born of water and the spirit so there it is park end now what does he mean by water and the spirit i'll let you have a big fight over this over lunchtime because church has been fighting over this for a long time he either means you have to be born once well done, everybody. You've all been born. And when your mother gave birth, the waters broke. So Jesus says you have to be born once, and then also you have to be born by the Holy Spirit. He might be saying that. He might, though, be saying you have to be baptized and believe. And we need a really high view of baptism. I don't want to have a fight over that this morning, because I want to say something else. And it's this. The invitation is this. Join the movement of the Holy Spirit. Follow Jesus. And he says, the wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound. You cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Any Welsh people in the room? You need to be born of the Spirit. And the, the Spirit moves like wind and sometimes falls on Welsh people and they become Christians. And any English people in the room? We've let them in. And the Holy Spirit blows like the wind and then there's... Some English people that become Christians and Jesus like it, it just he just moves around saving people. It's amazing. Get on board everybody. Jamaicans they get saved, Africans and fat people they get saved and thin people they get saved and clever people and rich people and poor people. The wind's just blowing around, the Holy Spirit's blowing around. Get on board. Follow me. He says it's the best family. They're a bit odd at times, but they're the best family you can ever be. A part of, don't go halfway up the drive, Nicodemus. Come in. All the way. Now, I've got some friends since becoming a Christian. I would never hang around with them if I wasn't a Christian. But that's the beauty of church family. i got some friends who are train spotters. 
And we hang out with each other. I would never hang out with them if it wasn't for what? The Holy Spirit saving us. Making us all united around the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of my friends last night would have gone out on the lash. I was eating hot dogs with people three times my age in the garden. Church, family, I'd much rather be doing that. They weren't all three times my age. Some were twice my age. I would love to be cleaning up after a barbecue having sat with my church family because there's nothing better, he's saying to Nicodemus. You need to be born of the Spirit. I got friends that are like Cliff Richard. I'd never hang around with them outside. This is the oneness of church family. According to Jesus, being born of water and spirit. Water is thicker than blood. Church family is thicker than even blood family. It's powerful stuff. Being born of the waters of baptism. Is it that? And the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, join the movement of Jesus. To be born again is this. I saw nothing in Jesus once, but now I do. Now I do. I cried to Him in my weakness and He saved me. And He saves me every day. And I'm part of a family that just trusts Him in our weakness and He will hold us fast. And I share my life with Him where once I didn't. And it's like I've started all over again. New birth. And I'm part of a church that does the same. To not be born again is like we're all on a family trip together without the one family member that binds us all together. It's like going to a birthday party without the person whose birthday it is. Why would we do it? Without making it all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like going to a wedding and the bride isn't there. Nicodemus has just got stuff. but He doesn't have Jesus. It's like, lads, I'm getting married on the weekend. Oh yeah, to who? Well, no one, but I'm going to the church. I got some stuff, like I've got something borrowed and blue. Yeah, but you need the bride. Otherwise, Nicodemus, it's all just a sham. So this morning, we asked the Holy Spirit to start us off all over again with Jesus. Maybe as you listen, maybe it's for the first time. Lord, save me. Come into my life. The real thing. That's what we want, which Nicodemus seemed to not have. I remember once, I wanted the real thing, and I bought Michael Jackson live in Japan on DVD from eBay. And it arrived, and it was filmed on somebody's mobile phone. And it was rubbish. It was almost the real thing, but not quite. That was the Nicodemus DVD. I remember another time when Prison Break came out. So I bought Prison Break Season 1 on DVD from eBay. And it arrived, and I opened the packaging. It was called Packle, the Hungarian version of Prison Break. And I was scammed again. I hate eBay. It wasn't the real thing. It was close, but no cigar. It was the Nicodemus version of church life, a marriage without the bride. What is the real thing then, as he wraps up this little chat with Nicodemus. Well, it's in verse 14 and 15. What is the authentic new birth, Jesus-centered life? He says this, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. You are born again when you look to Jesus when He was lifted up. 
Now, Jesus gets lifted up in lots of ways, but chiefly, he was lifted up on Mount Calvary as the antidote for our sin and death. And that's why he is our biggest need. That's why he's getting quite offensive to Nicodemus, because he wants the best for him. Look to me when I am lifted up. That is your biggest need. Otherwise, you will die in your sins. Numbers 21. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake. Put it on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. And Jesus says, just like they looked to the antidote given by God for their big problem, so you now look to your antidote given by God for your big problem, which is sin and death. And he says in John 12, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Nicodemus, put your stuff to the side a minute. You're a Bible teacher. Whoop-de-doo. You need me. You need me. I read about the Irish potato famine this week in the 19th century. One family were on an estate and were unable to pay their rent. And they wrote to the landlord, begging them, begging him to let them off. And he replied, I cannot possibly write off your debt. I can't do it and I can't make an exception. You must pay your bills to the last penny. However, he enclosed another slip of paper, which was a check for more than they owed him, and it covered everything that they owed him. He provided everything they needed. The kindness. Jesus, Nicodemus, and anybody else listening, is everything we need. Everything has been provided. And the real thing is to start at Calvary where he was lifted up in the place of sinners. And he heals them. And he takes on their sin and their death and their decay and he dies for them and rises again. Start there, Nicodemus. Just like they looked up in Moses' day, so now you look up to me too. I love Leviticus. One of the best bits in the book of Leviticus is when some people got healed and then they had to go outside the camp, shave all their hair, eyebrows and beards off and they would come back with a new start looking like a giant baby. Hey, I've been healed. Look at me. Like George Lucas. Now he does Star Wars. Matt Lucas, the big drummer from that program. He looks like a giant baby. Born again. All my diseases have been healed. I'm back. Look, I look like a big baby. That's the gospel. We've started all over again. What must we do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, says Jesus, has everlasting life. And you leave this room with everlasting life. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You just fall asleep safe in the arms of Jesus. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved than the Lord Jesus Christ. And we close with this. Owen, why doesn't God assassinate President Putin? Well, there are answers. Come to coffee, chat, and pray. We'll talk about it. But you must be born again. 
Oh, and if Hitler repented, I don't want to go in heaven if he's there. No way, I'm not going, Owen. How can God allow that? How can the worst of sinners be saved? No, 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 no. There are answers. Come to coffee, chat, and pray. We'll talk about it. But you must be born again. Oh, and why have you gone and done this thing in this church? And you said this thing, and I can't believe it, Owen. There are answers. Come to coffee, chat, and pray. But you must be born again. Oh, and why did my loved one die? There are answers. Come to coffee, chat, and pray this week. We'll talk about it, but you must be born again. Owen, why are there hungry people in the Ukraine at the moment? There are answers. We'll chat about it, but you must be born again. Look to Jesus now and keep looking and you will live. I'm going to ask us to pray as I read the words of a psalm before we hand over back to Richard. And let's really pray it more than a nod. And he will save us all in our seats and make this the best Sunday of our lives. Let's pray together. This is Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me for you are my rock and my fortress. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day long, for I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness for now and evermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.